Thanks for joining us today for our online worship experience. I'm Pastor Anthony, and it is an honor to have you with us today. Why don't you grab your Bible and your YouVersion Bible app, go to the menu, hit events, type in North Park Church, and all of today's scriptures are going to be right there for you. Let's dive into God's Word together as we continue our series, Christ in Me. My daughter has always had supersonic hearing. It's like her spiritual gift. That is unless you're talking to her. When she was growing up, we would be talking to her. It's like she couldn't hear a thing. She never, she never could hear you talk to her. So crazy. But we'd be riding down the road in the car with the music up and she'd have headphones on. She couldn't hear a thing until my wife and I started whispering. And then all of a sudden her radar goes off. She perks up and she draws into the conversation. Now, she gets that from me. I'm nosy and I wanna be in on every conversation. I want you to imagine that I'm inviting you into a conversation today, a conversation that I've been having with the Lord for a while and, and doing some personal study on the book of Acts. And so kind of walking through this and thinking through it, and I'm just kind of inviting you into the conversation. So as we think through these scriptures, kind of think through that lens as we dive into the book of Acts. Now we're gonna look at book of Acts chapter four and there's a few verses that I wanna just kinda of skip through. Peter and John prayed for a lame man to be healed in Acts chapter three and the result of the people uh, we find in Acts chapter four. Acts four verse seven says this, by what power or in whose name have you done this? I mean, they saw this guy be healed and they wanted to know, how did this happen? By what power or in whose name have you done these things? Verse 13, for they could see that these were ordinary men who had no special training. I love that because we often look at these guys in scripture as superheroes, it's like super Avengers. I mean, these were just ordinary people who had no special training and they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I sure hope when people see us as followers of Jesus, they recognize us as people who have been with Jesus. Verse 16, it says, we can't deny they have done a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. Verse 24 continues, then all of the believers were united as they lifted their voice in prayer. Look at the response of these people. This is crazy. And verse 32 says this, all of the believers were in one heart and one mind. What a beautiful thing to see the body of Christ in one heart and one mind. When the people saw the demonstrative display of God's power in the lives of those early believers, they knew they had been with Jesus. So the question is, do the people in our community, do they say that about us? Can they say that about us? Last week, we talked about being the light of the world, that Jesus is the light that dispels the darkness in our life, and that as we are followers of Jesus, that we are to be the light of the world as well. And if there are so many Christians in the world carrying the light and the love of Jesus, 
And why is there so much darkness in our world? When they see what is happening in our churches, the body of Christ, are they blown away by the power of God at work in our lives? I mean, come on, Jesus said this in Scripture. Even greater things will you do in my name. That's crazy to think. Jesus did these miraculous things and he says, even greater things will you do in my name. And there seems to be this really big disconnect between what I read in Scripture and what I see in my own life and what we see in churches today. I really believe that the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into something deeper. And I really think the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into a deeper walk with Jesus. The Holy Spirit's always pointing us to Jesus. If, if you really want to know who is the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's pointing us to Jesus. And in order to have that experience, that relationship, we have to spend time in His presence. We must abide in Him. We must plug in. My dad was painting a room at a church that he pastored years ago when I was just a little kid, and I wanted to help. And so he gave me the job of putting the outlet covers on the outlets after he painted the room. And the last thing that he told me when he left the room was whatever you do, don't stick the screwdriver into the electrical socket. Oh, that was a mistake. I never would have considered doing that if my father had not mentioned it. I just had to discover what would happen if you stuck a metal screwdriver in an electrical outlet. And I'm going to tell you what happens. You get to witness the largest fireworks display of your life that far from your face. I mean, fire was shooting out of the wall. It was crazy. Plugging into His power as we spend time in His presence is absolutely necessary. And the experience that you will get as a result of that is so much better than a fireworks display. Listen to the words of Jesus that we find in John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5. Jesus says this, remain in me. Stay with me. Stay close. Stay in my presence. And if you'll do that, this is what he says, I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, severed from me, you can do nothing. So what's the point? Here's the point. It's the big idea of the message today. When you plug in, when you stay in his presence, you plug into his supernatural power. Now, I know we read scripture and think, this was supposed to be easy, right? We read things like, my yoke is easy, my burden is supposed to be light. Like we read those verses of Scripture and we think, wow, this is way harder than we feel like it should be. But it's not. When you take things in your own hands, away from Jesus, and you try to force things that make it happen in your way and in your time, then yes, it does get very complicated. But when we get distracted and I focus on wrong things, here's what happens. I become vulnerable to the enemy's distractions. Like when I try to rate myself by what I do rather than who Jesus is, I get off course. 
When I try to compare myself to other people, I, I get distracted. When I try to do it my own way, I, I, I get off course. When I measure my worth by what I accomplish rather than what Jesus says about me in his word, I quickly get off course. How closely am I following what Jesus says? How f- closely am I following the example that he's given to me? I am just a branch. I'm just a sheep. That's it. He is the true vine. And my job is to simply stay connected to him. Stay at his feet and be obedient. Stay in his word. Absorb his word. Figure out what God is saying and doing in the world and be a part of that. But I get distracted. I get blinded and I lose my perspective. And perspective is everything. When you're outside of him, you have a completely different perspective than when you are in him. Like when you abide in him, you have a whole different perspective than when you're on the outside. There were two disciples who had completely different perspectives on the resurrection. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Resurrection Sunday on Easter. And we read about these two disciples in John chapter 20. It says one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we've seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it until I see the nail wounds in his hands. When I put my fingers into them and I place my hand onto the wound in his side, like that's when I'm going to believe See, Thomas wanted more than an eyewitness account. He wanted to experience. Experience Jesus. Jonathan Martin writes this, For Thomas to believe, the message embedded in his nerves would have to travel to his brain to report he's really here. Thomas was on the outside of this one. But John 20 says that John went to the tomb and when he went inside, he saw and believed. John didn't have to touch Jesus to experience. He saw and believed. Thomas found himself on the outside looking into the tomb while John found himself literally on the inside of the tomb looking out. Perspective changes everything. From Thomas's perspective, there was no hope. This is hopeless. But from John's perspective, on the inside of that tomb looking out, He saw nothing but hope. I mean, when you're on the outside looking in, sure, it does look hopeless. But when you're on the inside looking out and you see where his body was laid and he is no longer there, you see nothing but hope. John found a tomb, but it was far from empty. It looked empty because Jesus' body was gone. But the empty tomb was filled with potential and possibilities and new beginnings. See, right now in this season of your life, maybe you feel like like there's just turmoil everywhere you look. If you change your perspective, you can see potential possibility and new beginnings. See, the seed of the future is in the womb of the present. A spark has the potential of a forest fire. A seed has the potential for an orchard. Every believer has the potential for world-changing transformation. See, I think that maybe you feel hopeless because you were looking at your situation all wrong. Instead of seeing the pain, see the possibilities. Instead of seeing the turmoil, see the opportunities for God to move. Perspective is everything. Maybe you can't see the bigger picture right now, but God can. He created you for a purpose 
He created you with destiny written on your heart. Don't you dare think about giving up. Don't you dare think about throwing the towel. Because it is not over until God says it's over. As long as there is breath in your body, God is still writing your story. Potential opportunities. I believe God is about to do something in our world. If you feel overwhelmed, I want to encourage you with a few verses of Scripture. Love these verses. Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 says, I know all of the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you were dead. I like this. Now wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is at the point of death. He says, wake up. It's time to wake up from the season of our life. And I love Hebrews 12 and 12 says, So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Man, take a firm grasp with your, your tired hands and let's crawl, cry out to God on our weak knees. Here's the greatest news of all. Not only can you abide in Him, but He lives in you. Paul declared, Christ lives in me. Say that with me today. It's straight from Galatians 2.20. Christ lives in me. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So if, you are, if you're overwhelmed, you grab hold of him with your tired hands and you hit those weak knees and you cry out to him. My grandparents had a washing machine and a dryer when I was a kid. They used it every single day, just not for the purpose it was intended. They stored toilet paper in it. Yep, they stored toilet paper in it. They had a brand new, fully functioning washer and dryer right in their house. And they didn't use it. My grandmother still put her clothes out on the clothesline in the yard. Students, you're going to have to Google clothesline to really understand what I'm even talking about. But my grandparents had something that had so much potential and capacity in their home. And for some reason, they refused not to take advantage of it. They didn't use what was already at their disposal. But don't be too hard on my grandparents because you and I do this every single day just in a different way. We have the power and presence of an almighty God who wants and invites us into relationship with Him. And yet we turn Him aside. He knocks at the door and we just ignore it and walk away. We trust Christ, but we resist Him for transformation. What would happen if you embraced all that Jesus wanted to be in your life? What if you tapped into the heart of God that's already on the inside of you? What if you tapped into that peace and that love and that joy and patience? How would your life change? What if you really did trust Jesus with everything? Because He's a God who can be trusted. What if you didn't just do what you thought he wanted you to do? What if you desired what he desires? 
If you want that kind of relationship, you can have it. And it really begins when you simply say, Lord Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And not just a part, but all. There's power in those three letters, all. He wants to be your everything. He wants to be the center of your universe. And I'm convinced if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all in your life. And so today, can we not just say, you are the true vine. And as I plug into your presence, and I have so much peace, joy, love, and contentment, abundant life. But apart from him, man, we feel so empty and we feel so lost. And so today, if that's the way you feel, if that's your current reality, then you take your tired hands and you hold on to him and you hit those weak knees and you cry out to Jesus with me today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. God, I thank you that you don't leave us alone. Lord, you are the true vine and you are inviting us to stay connected to you where we find the fruit of your spirit. But apart from you, we continue to walk in the darkness that we talked about last week. And so today I pray that even though we may feel overwhelmed in this season, God, overwhelmed by pain and circumstance, God, that we would see our situation and have a different perspective today and focus on the possibilities and the potential in this season to know that, and there's something that you want to do that's different. And Lord, we hold on to that. God, we look at the situation that we may be in today and we don't see hopelessness. God, we see nothing but hope. And so Lord, I pray that we would surrender, that we would wave that white flag and we'd just say, Lord, be Lord of all in my life. God, be the center of my life. And Lord, I, I confess, I confess there are times in my life I don't do that. God, there are times in my life where I try to take it in my own hands and do it my own way. I get in my own way. So Lord, today with my friends, I surrender. I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, set me free. Give me strength to live for you. Give me courage to live for you. And God, help me to truly allow you to be the Lord of every area of my life. God, that I would love you with all of my heart, my mind, my soul, and strength. And then I would love my neighbor as myself. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. In fact, thank you for inviting us into your world. It's such an honor that you give us the opportunity to do that each week. And we would love to connect with you. So why don't you jump over to NorthParkRDU.com and hit that digital connect card. Even if you're outside the Raleigh area. In fact, especially if you're outside the Raleigh area. I'm grateful that the community of North Park Church is outgrowing this community that we live in. It's no longer just those who live in the Raleigh area, but because of this online campus, we're able to reach people in other communities as well. And so if you would like to um, be an active part of North Park Church online, if you'd like to join an online group, you can do that. Just jump over to NorthParkRDU.com and discover how. We want you to know that you are loved and we are cheering you on. Whether you're in this immediate area or not, we are so grateful to have you as part of the North Park family. 
And finally, if you would like to make an investment to build lifelong followers of Jesus, why don't you just hit that online giving button? We appreciate so much your investment to build lifelong followers of Jesus. You are investing in something that has eternal value and means more than you ever could realize. We want you to know and remind you, as we do each week, that you are loved and we are cheering you on.